0: The Law School of America The Law School of America, your free source for a legal education, will play uninterrupted right after a word from our sponsor, The Law School of America. Consideration is a concept of English common law and is a necessity for simple contracts but not for special contracts, contracts by deed. The concept has been adopted by other common law jurisdictions. The court in Curry v. Mesa declared consideration to be a right, interest, profit, benefit, or forbearance, detriment, loss, responsibility. Thus, consideration is a promise of something of value given by a promise or in exchange for something of value given by a promise, and typically the thing of value is goods, money, or an act. Forbearance to act, such as an adult promising to refrain from smoking, is enforceable only if one is thereby surrendering a legal right consideration may be thought of as the concept of value offered and accepted by people or organizations entering into contracts. Anything of value promised by one party to the other when making a contract can be treated as consideration, for example, if A signs a contract to buy a car from B for $5,000, A's consideration is the $5,000, and B's consideration is the car. Additionally, If A signs a contract with B such that A will paint B's house for $500, A's consideration is the service of painting B's house, and B's consideration is $500 paid to A further if A signs a contract with B such that A will not repaint his own house in any other color than white, and B will pay A $500 per year to keep this deal up, there is also a consideration. Although A did not promise to affirmatively do anything, A did promise not to do something that he was allowed to do and so A did pass consideration. A's consideration to B is the forbearance in painting his own house in a color other than white, and B's consideration to A is $500 per year. Conversely, if A signs a contract to buy a car from B for $0, B's consideration is still the car, but A is giving no consideration, and so there is no valid contract. However, if B still gives the title of the car to A, then B cannot take the car back since, while it may not be a valid contract, it is a valid gift. In common law it is a prerequisite that both parties offer consideration before a contract can be thought of as binding. The doctrine of consideration is irrelevant in many jurisdictions, although contemporary commercial litigant relations have held the relationship between a promise and a deed as a reflection of the nature of contractual considerations. If there is no element of consideration found, there is thus no contract formed. However. Even if a court decides there is no contract, there might be a possible recovery under the doctrines of quantum meruit, sometimes referred to as a quasi-contract, or promissory estoppel. Legal Rules Regarding Consideration There are a number of common issues as to whether consideration exists in a contract. 1. Part payment is not good consideration. 2. Consideration must move from the promise but need not flow to the promisor. 3. Consideration must be sufficient but need not be adequate. 4. Consideration cannot be illusory. 5. Consideration must not be past. Past consideration is not good consideration. 6. Moral consideration is not sufficient, except for contracts by deed, where love and affection is often cited as the consideration. 7. Performance of existing duties is not good consideration. History and Comparative Law Systems based on Roman law, including Germany and Scotland, do not require consideration, and some commentators consider it unnecessary and have suggested that the doctrine of consideration should be abandoned and estoppel used to replace it as a basis for contracts. However, legislation rather than judicial development has been touted as the only way to remove this entrenched common law doctrine. Lord Justice Denning famously stated that the doctrine of consideration is too firmly fixed to be overthrown by a side wind. The reason that both exist in common law jurisdictions is thought by leading scholars to be the result of the combining by 19th century judges of two distinct threads. First the consideration requirement was at the heart of the action of a subset, which had grown up in medieval times and remained the normal action for breach of a simple contract in England and Wales until 1884 when the old forms of action were abolished, secondly, the notion of agreement between two or more parties as being the essential legal and moral foundation of contract in all legal systems, was promoted by the eighteenth-century French writer Pothier in his trade des obligations, much read, especially after translation into English in 1805, by English judges and jurists. The latter chimed well with the fashionable will theories of the time, especially John Stuart Mill's influential ideas on free will. And got grafted onto the traditional common law requirement for consideration to ground an action in a sump set. Civil law systems take the approach that an exchange of promises, or a concurrence of wills alone, rather than an exchange in valuable rights, is the correct basis. So if A promises to give B a book and B accepts the offer without giving anything in return, B would have a legal right to the book and A could not change her mind about giving it to B as a gift. However, in common law systems the concept of culpa and contrahendo a form of estoppel, is increasingly used to create obligations during pre-contractual negotiations. Estoppel is an equitable doctrine that provides for the creation of legal obligations if a party has given another an assurance and the other has relied on the assurance to his detriment. Monetary Value of Consideration Generally, courts do not inquire whether the deal between two parties was monetarily fair, merely that each party passed some legal obligation or duty to the other party the dispositive issue is the presence of consideration, not the adequacy of the consideration. The values between consideration passed by each party to a contract need not be comparable. For instance, if A offers B $200 to buy B's mansion, luxury sports car, and private jet, there is still consideration on both sides. A's consideration is $200, and B's consideration is the mansion, car, and jet. Courts in the United States generally leave parties to their own contracts and do not intervene. The old English rule of consideration questioned whether a party gave the value of a peppercorn to the other party. As a result, contracts in the United States have sometimes had one party pass nominal amounts of consideration, typically citing $1. Thus, licensing contracts that do not involve any money at all often cite as consideration, for the sum of $1 and other good and valuable consideration. However, some courts in the United States may take issue with nominal consideration, or consideration with virtually no value. Some courts have since thought this was a sham. Since contract disputes are typically resolved in state court, some state courts have found that merely providing one dollar to another is not a sufficiently legal duty, and therefore no legal consideration passes in these kinds of deals, and consequently, no contract is formed. However, this is a minority position. Pre-existing Legal Duties A party that already has a legal duty to provide money, an object, a service, or a forbearance, does not provide consideration when promising merely to uphold that duty. That legal duty can arise from law, or obligation under a previous contract. The prime example of this sub-issue is where an uncle gives his 13-year-old nephew, a resident of the NY, the following offer, If you do not smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol until your 18th birthday, then I will pay you $5,000. On the nephew's 18th birthday, he tells the uncle to pay up, and the uncle does not pay. In the subsequent lawsuit, the uncle wins, because the nephew, by U.S. criminal law, already had a duty to refrain from smoking cigarettes while under 18 or drink alcohol while under age 21. The same applies if the consideration is a performance for which the parties had previously contracted. For example, agrees to paint B's house for $500, But halfway through the job, A tells B that he will not finish unless B increases the payment to $750. If B agrees, and A then finishes the job, B still only needs to pay A the $500 originally agreed to, because A was already contractually obligated to paint the house for that amount. An exception to this rule holds for settlements, such as in the court and satisfaction. If a creditor has a credit against a debtor for $10,000, and offers to settle it for $5,000, it is still binding if accepted, even though the debtor had a legal duty to repay the entire $10,000. Pre-existing duties relating to at-will employment depend largely on state law. Generally, at-will employment allows the employer to terminate the employee for good or even no reason, and allows the employee to resign for any reason. There are no duties of continued employment in the future. Therefore, when an employee demands a raise, there is no issue with consideration because the employee has no legal duty to continue working. Similarly, when an employer demands a pay cut, there is also no contractual issue with consideration because the employer has no legal duty to continue employing the worker. However, certain states require additional consideration other than the prospect of continued employment to enforce terms demanded later by the employer, in particular, non-competition clauses. The Law School of America is a free legal education service supported by our sponsors, The Law School of America. <laughs> The Law School of America.